1: What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire.
0: Yes, this is true, Stephen. I use Naturally Hems gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin, and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really
1: good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, americanvaporcompany.com use code hlt10 at checkout get 10 percent off your order
0: yes they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors tobacco flavors menthol flavors and fruit flavors so i'm a very big fan of that too oh yeah
1: all really good stuff and again code hlt10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10 percent off your order now on with the show
0: on this week's episode of the rogan ranger gamecast steven and i give you an action-packed rundown of all the news here in the gaming industry and talk to you a little bit about what we've been playing this week it's gonna be a lot of fun so stick around it's gonna be a great time Pachi Pachi, bringing that funky bass, dude. I yeah. love that song. <laughs> I a, love it. It's a good stuff, man. Very good stuff indeed. It's really good. I am, of course, the Ranger Ta- Tander Pruitt. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my name. It is. That's, that's me. Last I checked. Y- you are the Rogue, yes, Mr. Stephen Groody. I am. Hello. How did? How's it going?
1: Oh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Yeah. yeah. We got a we got an interesting show. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're kind of, uh, th- this always happens like right before a, uh, like a new console comes out where it's like, ah, there's not a lot of news. There, there's not a lot. We're just kind of waiting,
0: yeah. you know, there's not a lot of big things happen. There's, there's some, there's right. some big things happening, but there's not a lot of big things, but there's a lot of news. There is a lot of news going around. We just gotta, yeah. You know, waiting through what's important and what's not important.
1: Yeah. It's just like industry news.
0: Which is like, yeah.
1: you know, it's relevant and it's important. It's just like it's not sexy. It's not sexy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this will probably be the most non sexy uh Rogan Ranger game cast that you've heard. But it might be. It might get your joystick running. It might. It might. Man, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. Tip of the the hat (laughs) there. It's pretty good. Mm. (laughs) Um, But to break up some of the monotony of uh, of the news stories that we have today, we just wanted to start out uh, just a little lighter. And just mm. uh kind of talk about what we're playing. So uh yeah. hey, Tanner, what are, what are you
0: playing? What have you been playing this past week? Well, I've 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 still been wading the waters through Ghost of Tsushima. I'm trying to savor it as I've talked about once before. Yeah so I'm I'm still just you know, just giving getting a little nibble at a time here. Mm-hmm. Well it's one of those games that, that uh you should savor. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, again, my, my jam's always been FIFA, uh, and with this being a Champions League season, uh, uh, yes. uh, for uh, typically the Champions League would have actually ended about three months ago, but since mm-hmm. it's on now on CBS All Access, uh, I've, I've really been kind of uh, watching a lot of teams that uh, I wouldn't have ever, uh, that I wouldn't regularly watch otherwise, right? Um, so I, I found three teams that I really, uh, was intrigued by, um, and I've kind of started a career with all three of them trying to do more of a, um, a money ball kind of approach. If you're mm. a sports fan out there, money ball is, uh, a, a way of, uh. I guess approaching recruiting players in a way of uh, you know finding statistics and, and driving factors as to how to make the team as a whole outperform the sum of its parts. Right, right. Um, and so I'm like trying
1: to identify like strengths and weaknesses and things like that. Yeah,
0: or? like like okay, well you know I have this player on my roster here who he's quite expensive. I could sell him be- even though he's because he's not nearly as efficient. I can get away with selling him and make a lot more money. From that, mm. and turn around and buy players that would in fact be more productive per the style of play that this team operates in. Gotcha. There's a lot of you know. There's there's layers to it, like like an onion, or or like or an, an ogre, or an ogre yes. as we've previously discussed. Um, so I picked out um, RB Leipzig, uh, who is a an interesting team to play as. Um, you know, very uh, uh, very interesting here. They they've made their first appearance in the Champions League semi uh, semifinals, um, and they nice. have a very good budget. They are owned by Red Bull, the energy drink company. Oh, right on. Um, so um, they've got an interesting manager whose name is Julian Nagelsmann. Um, who is uh, uh he's he's actually very young for a manager. Most managers are, generally speaking, in their their late forties. Uh, right. You know, um, you know, going into their fifties. Sometimes you even have managers that are you know even sixty or older. Well, traditionally um, speaking, I, I would think the the coaches are are often ex players. Yes. So of course it would be after their career. Yes. Uh, the, this is this is very much the case here. Is ex players are people who who have been in, with and around football their whole life. Mm-hmm, right. Right. Um. So. So generally speaking the managers or coaches as they would be called here in, in the states, uh, they tend to be men of an older persuasion, right um, Julian Nagelsman is, is a little bit um, unique in that he is um, he's actually in his early 30s. He's kind of a oh, wow. he's kind of a prodigy. He, right he, his career was ended in his 20s. Uh, due to injury, and then he went... That sucks. And, yeah, it kind of does, but but he's kind of become like this wonderkin brainchild of, of a tactician uh, in the way that he formulates his team, and uh, how he proceeds with his man management. Hmm. Um, so, he's very, very good, um, and so they've made their first appearance in the Champions League semifinals now, uh, and would be somebody who I would be highly interested in as a Liverpool fan, as somebody who could succeed. Uh, my, my current Manager and, and favorite mm. coach Jurgen Klopp, I think that he would be a very good guy to a uh, to take a look into. Yeah, yeah, um, take that mantle. Yeah, to take that mantle. Uh, Klopp's got a few years left on his contract, but he's usually with the teams that he's uh, coached and managed. Um, he's usually sticks around for about seven years and then takes off. Right now, he's oh, okay. right now he's in year four, uh, so we're about a little bit over halfway through. So it might be time to make maybe uh, look into the future and see what can be done. You know, with uh, with other pieces of the puzzle here, right, right. Um, you know, because after a few years, you you know, you might uh, you might have to you know take a step back or or examine what you're doing. And he's not going to be around there forever, unfortunately. So, right. so Nagelsman would be at the top of my list. I got you. Um, the other teams that I've played with have been Atalanta, uh, who is uh in the Italian Serie A league. Um, they're uh, they've got a far less budget. Uh, than what uh, RB Leipzig has, probably about a quarter of what the budget is in terms of your FIFA 20 playing. Um, but they do have the bones of a great offense, and it's a unique playing style uh, that can really do wonders on the counterattack. Uh, so I've I've picked out players who are fast mm-hmm. um, uh, on the wings who can provide some some playmaking opportunities, um, and uh, some very cheap uh, defensive players as well some players on the cheap that um, uh, that are a little bit. Um, they don't have a very high overall stat rate, uh, but they do have um, very high potential markers. Mm. Uh, so you know, so you're playing pretty like fast and hard with that team, then a little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of taking gamble on it, right? Uh, and I'm taking the losses in stride because I know that the payoff will be there for sure. Uh, but the more that I can train and develop the younger kids, uh, the the younger guys that I'm picking up, the undervalued players, the more that I can skill them up, right. the better that they're going to be. And so hopefully, maybe in a season or two, I'll be able to you know, um, get them really rolling yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and make it into, into a powerhouse in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one, um, uh, is, uh, Olympic Lyon, which, who we, <laughs> we've been talking about for the last few episodes yeah. of Headlock Talk, <laughs> it seems. Uh, Lyon has made also, um, a, a berth into the Champions League semifinals themselves. Um, and, um, yeah, they've got this really, really interesting, um, like uh, academy system going on right now. They they they've got a very great scouting and recruiting department. So there's not really a whole lot that you have to do recruiting wise yourself. Uh, you may um, in FIFA you can set up a scouting network and like recruit players in um, like like to, for like a youth academy. Oh okay. Um, but uh, uh, there's not a lot of players that I've had to go out and like purchase like from mm-hmm. other clubs. Uh, because they already have some really great bones in the in the I guess the team itself, a lot of players with some really high potential rating and just good overall stats. So um, I really haven't had, to, had to, to do too much there, but I do like their playing style a right. lot too. Um, so yeah, I, I've been playing as all three of those teams for the last, uh, week or so. Really having a good time with that.
1: Oh yeah. Do you ever, uh, do any, like, simulation,
0: uh, games? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I that, that's kind of how I've played it recently, just so I can speed up the process, because I'm, I'm cycling between those three. And then I've also got my Liverpool profile that I keep going back to and mm-hmm. playing, uh, with that, because I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. It's I, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love playing with them. Of course. Um, but yeah, with those three other teams, I've had to kind of do more simulated games and just like mm-hmm. I'll play the marquee ones, like the like the big rivalry games or like the ones where you know it's a uh, you know me against the uh, I guess the somebody in the top two or three spots in the league, mm-hmm. or, if, or if I'm in the Champions League, I'll play one of those games to try and like get through it there, but just to save time cycling through a lot of the games, I'm just like, okay, I, I, you know, I just need to get through this here so I can get yeah, to yeah. the next spot. Um, See, because that, that's what I used to do
1: uh, back when I played a lot of uh, Madden and NBA mm-hmm. games. Uh, I don't really play much of those now just because like I'm buying my own games and those don't interest mm-hmm. me as much, but when I was a kid, uh, you know, i had to play the games that my dad bought you know so yeah. i used to play a lot of madden and, and nba and i always gravitated towards the the manager modes uh, mm-hmm. of those games way more than than the actual um you know playing each game as the player i don't know why it, it just it seems to resonate with me a little bit more
0: mm-hmm. well and that and that's essentially what you do in manager mode mm-hmm. um in, in fifa 20 yeah. um which makes it really fun it's a very intuitive game too uh, even though it, it was released broken as hell um <laughs> yeah uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. I, that that's a that's
1: a growing Trend with yeah. uh, with AAA games and especially yearly release games like like FIFA and, mm-hmm. and Madden and things like
0: that. Indeed, uh, but uh, it's it's not so bad. I, I I really do enjoy the playing mode again here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so far I'm finding some 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 success uh, with what I've adventured into. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically what I've been doing this week.
1: Right on, right on. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Terraria. On PS4, if mm. you guys are familiar with that game, it's an absolutely bonkers good game. I think I have, uh, but between PC and PS4 and PS3, I probably have over a thousand hours in that game. I've played it so many times. Uh, for those of you that that don't know, it's a it's a 2D side-scrolling kind of game that's uh, in the same vein as Minecraft, where you're, uh, you know, collecting materials from the world in order to craft items and weapons and armor and things like that. Um, but different from Minecraft in the sense that uh, a lot of the, there's actually like uh, concrete progression in the game, whereas Minecraft is like, oh, you know, just kind of keep doing what you're doing uh you know go through upgrade your armor and stuff and then you can fight the ender dragon at the end of the game if you want to and that's like the the quote-unquote end of the game um but with terraria there there's like 30 different bosses and Mm -hmm. uh those kind of split the game up into sections so there's like pre-hard mode uh, and, and that has its own uh set of bosses and then you fight a boss and then it turns into hard mode and that completely transforms the world and like has uh, all new monsters uh, spawning in different areas all new biomes mm. uh, all new bosses and things like that uh, been playing with my roommate chase and uh, we we are building a amazing house really really awesome house in there Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, I don't know what it is like I played Minecraft for a very very long time and obviously I've been playing Terraria for a very long time. These kind of games just speak to me, man. Like like the they're just completely open-ended. There's not a lot of story to it. It's just, "Hey, go out there and and make your own story. Make your own game." Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know why, but the,
0: those kind of games really speak to me. Well, you were showing me clips of it and it looked very, very cool. And you told me that it was only 10 bucks. Dude, it's only 10 freaking dollars. And it's quite a bargain. The great thing
1: about it is, it's always been $10. When mm. it when it released in 2012, it was ten dollars. I bought it for ten dollars, and I've put thousands of hours into it. it. If we're talking just straight up value, it's one of the best value games that you can buy. Like you, wow. you pay ten dollars, and even one run of the game is like fifty hours. So, uh, yeah, wow. yeah, highly, highly recommend Terraria. It's one of my favorite games of all time, probably in my my top three or top five. Uh, I I bought it like right when it came out in 2012 and then i've just been playing it off and on for like the last eight years it's it's just such a such a great game and if you can play it with people uh with with your friends it's it makes it even so much better yeah man yeah Uh,
0: anything else that you've been playing on this week uh i've been playing fall guys a little bit um yeah fall guys
1: is a uh a uh battle royale kind of like obstacle course kind of game um, it, it's only sort of a battle royale though because mm. no- normally with battle royales it, it it all starts out with you know x amount of people and then, and then it's usually some sort of like fighting uh to to get to like the last person but with, with fall guys it, it does start with a bunch of people and there is only one winner but there is there isn't actually any fighting necessarily in the game it's all obstacle course based so there's like there's one map where there's like these giant seesaws on the map and then uh and they move really slowly, but if uh, enough people, you know, jump on one side of the seesaw, it'll start to to tip down, and then if you fall down, you have to restart the level. Um, and then it, it's uh, round-based, so I think it's like six rounds max, I think. Uh, it just depends on, like, how many rounds it takes for one person to win. Um, but that one's a really fun game. Uh, it's actually free on uh, PlayStation Plus, or, or it was... Uh, Last month, possibly. I can't remember if it was last month that it was free or this month that it was free. But I, I did get it for free. It's normally $20. Um, but I really like it. it. It's just like a really like chill kind of game. You know what I mean? There, there's not a lot of... Uh, I don't know. If you just want to sit down and unwind and, and just have some fun uh Fall Guys is really good for that. It's it's not a very frustrating game in any way, so.
0: Well, I and I've seen it becoming more and more popular, yeah. uh, especially this week. I don't know what it is about this week, but I've seen it become more and more popular. Yeah, it's recently. definitely definitely gained a lot of traction recently.
1: Uh there there's a lot of people saying it has potential to be, you know, one of the biggest games of 2020, honestly. And uh j- just from the like accessibility aspect of it, I could totally see that for sure. Sweet,
0: sounds good, man. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Well, let's um, get into some news here, because I know we've got some yes. some rapid fire news, and we, we won't take too long, too much of your time this episode. But right, we'll, but we definitely got some some critical news that we need to go over yeah.
1: here. Yeah, yeah. Some critical news, some industry news. Uh, real quick, just a piece of feel good news. UFC four released this Friday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, as as per the time of this recording. So uh, that's really exciting. I know a lot of UFC fans and just gamers in general have been really clawing and clamoring for this new title. So it is finally out. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen any reviews or anything of it yet, uh, but I, I need to look up some gameplay and, and uh, get some people's opinions on it and see kind of where they're sitting on it. Because I, I did skip UFC 3. I've played it, but but I never purchased it for myself. Uh, but I was really intrigued about UFC 4. So I, I need to I need to take a look at it and see if it's something I need to pick up.
0: Well, so as a UFC fan myself and somebody who I I guess I'm the resident like sports gamer here on the show. Mm -hmm. um, So when I played UFC 3 last, it was so UFC 3 was very, very fun right um, but I think that there were some frustrating aspects into it and into it rather I think that the, the striking system is oftentimes something that people will mostly go for mm-hmm. um, but just like in in real life here um, you know some people find that the striking might be the easier part and some people might find that the submission game is the easier part some people who are more I guess in tune with that side of uh, of it, or if or if that system in the game makes sense to you, you might go ahead and choose to go the more submission based route. Whether you're mm-hmm. doing wrestling or if you're doing um, uh, like jujitsu, mm-hmm. um, so you, there are ways that um, I guess there there are different ways that you can play the game, right? Right. But, but I think that for the longest time, I think most people found that the submission based aspect of it. Um, I personally found it to be a little bit confusing. I think that's me too. Yeah, I, I think that that's something that. Uh, UFC 4 has set out to try and correct is mm-hmm. to make that kind of side of the game more intuitive right. and uh, from what I can tell here they've also done a revamp of the story mode also right and a lot of other different aspects and features
1: yeah see the the revamp of that submission system is really what got me intrigued about it because the the first game while fun a hundred percent you know I was I was absolute trash at, at that submission system I, I just couldn't. Uh, for whatever reason, wrap my head around it. Uh, And so it it led to a a very frustrating gaming experience, Um, but that's not necessarily the the developer's fault you know uh mm. I, i've heard that if you have a, a more understanding of like you said uh you know grapples and jujitsu and how that actually works in real life then you would have a much better and, and a much easier time with the submission system in ufc3 that being said i don't know jujitsu, so right. it, <laughs> it, it doesn't really work for me um but they said that uh that one of the things, like you said, that they've tried to really like this is the main
0: point of UFC Four is to revamp that submission system, and that's what makes me excited for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've and they've done a lot more than just revamp the submission system. It looks like it's the combo system, just in general, mm-hmm. and then they've also added some really cool aspects of it too, where like they've added new like um like new arenas and, and and things like that so like there there's like a backyard uh oh, sweet. like like That's awesome. like version of it there's one that takes place in like a blood sport setting like the movie blood sport uh where you're kind of fighting in this ancient temple uh so like yeah there's some pretty cool aspects to it so i'm going to like, cool. try and get my paws on it and see w- see what it is mm-hmm. and then uh yeah just kind of hopefully give you guys a review of it you know here later on down the road
1: yeah i'm going to uh if it, if it's all the same to you i think i'm going to wait until you get it and try to try to play it a little bit and see if it's something that i want to jump into yeah for sure man but that being said it is an exciting game release i know a lot of people have been waiting for that so mm. good stuff there uh moving on to our next story here this is pretty much our our big story for the for the day
0: ah yes going from releases to not releases yeah
1: yeah so uh this is this article is coming from the verge.com writer tom warren headline says microsoft delays Halo infinite to 2021. Well, then. Yes, he goes on to say, Microsoft and 343 Industries are making the decision to delay the launch of Halo Infinite to 2021. 343 Industries says the delay is related to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, as employees have shifted to work from home and development of large games has been particularly
0: particularly difficult for many in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this was to be expected, I think, because... Uh, th- And I'm surprised that more games haven't been affected by this. Honestly. To be be perfectly honest. I think Mm -hmm. the gaming industry as a whole has actually gone through a pretty big boom considering coronavirus. Um, But, you know, you compare gaming to, like, you know, movie production, for example, and it's like, (laughs) it's day and night. Right, right. Um, But with, uh, you know, with COVID, obviously it's got its upheavals where, you know, yeah, more people are working from home and it's going to take a lot more communication and, and you have to find workarounds to... You know, having people who work from home and do the coding and developing of the game, you know, they're they're going to have to uh, not, not not the people necessarily design designing the games, but everybody involved in making the game are, are going to have to overcome some problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not entirely surprised, but I hope that with a game. Um, I'm not going to call Halo Infinite ambitious. It seems like it's. Ah, To a certain degree. I I think it's certainly more ambitious than maybe previous releases in Halo. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, for for what they're aiming for, I think that they. I think this is a sign that they want to try and get it right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would rather them take the time and get it right than to try and rush something and it then fall apart.
1: No, absolutely. And, And I. You know, at the end of the day, I, I would love to get my paws on this game when they first said that it was going to be released. But it is what it is, man. Like, if, if I have to wait, that's fine. I, I mean, uh, The Last of Us 2 got, got delayed uh, into the middle of this year, and that game was effing perfect. Yes. Like, that game was perfect. So, like, if you need a little bit more time to put the polish on it and, and to put it together how you think it needs to be put together take that time mm. take mm-hmm. that time there you know there there's that quote from uh, uh, the Nintendo uh, CEO where it's like uh, a, uh, a rushed game is bad but but a delayed game is eventually good you know um, and, and I think that that reigns true here you know if they need the time to do it take the time to do it uh, now I will say this doesn't uh, I mean, this isn't very good for Microsoft, uh, considering that Xbox Series X is supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, they they have said it does have a November release date. They haven't given an exact date, but they have said November, finally. Um, and, and this was supposed to be the the big game for, for the Xbox Series X. So, I, I mean, the, they'll still have other games that will be playable on there, and they'll still have some first-party stuff, but the, this is definitely a big blow to the holiday season for Microsoft, for sure. That being said... It's going to be a good game when it does come out, and it's going to sell a lot when it does come out, Uh, but it does suck that we won't be getting it
0: this year, so... Indeed, Stephen. Um, one game that is going to be getting a release here. And I'm going to actually quickly sidetrack away mm-hmm. from from some of the, the the articles that we had pulled up already. Um, EA has been releasing a lot of details, and I know I just talked about FIFA 20, mm. but they've been releasing a lot of details about FIFA 21 this week. Nice. Um, so, um, in, in in more sporting game news here, uh, EA is going to be adding some um, some major um uh, developments into the manager mode uh from what i'm seeing here um if you're familiar with uh with like what they've done with Madden in the past they've added on a like a semi simulated um uh i guess like a quick play version uh, okay. uh of of actual like um, Madden football games, um, it's they seemingly added something similar into this, where you can actually uh, sim the game for the most part, um, but it will take you into moments where there are key events. Um, right. uh, so you can actually jump in and out of gameplay during matches to control the outcome of the match. Uh, you can, uh, you'd be involved in key moments like penalties and free kicks. Uh, you can make changes uh, from the sim as you monitor uh, your player's performance in the match stats. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that's um, that I personally didn't really consider because I just like playing through the game itself. When I do like want to jump in and play it, mm-hmm. um, but I think for those moments where I am just going to go ahead and simulate a game, uh, you know, I think that could be pretty handy. Yeah, the, um, that's really cool because
1: uh, I've seen Madden do that for a while, and, and they actually have it set up too to where you can almost like decide how that like quick sim works, and, and you can set it to where uh, it'll it'll pause the or not pause. It'll pause the simulation uh, on like fourth downs, or or pause the simulation on like uh, turnovers or interceptions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if FIFA's going that
0: route, that's really cool because I thought I always thought that was a really cool feature in Madden. Mm-hmm. Um there there has been also some other key aspects here into uh, player development um which means that you can actually control your uh your player's growth in FIFA 21 um and uh, in in other ways you can actually do new positional training which means that you can actually turn players from one position into another position. Oh wow. Uh so a uh, right back which would be um I guess uh generally speaking a more defensive uh, position uh, in the game you can you could perhaps train them into a midfielder uh, or a right wing player that's cool. Um, so you can actually train development uh, develop them into more uh, of a different role mm-hmm. in your team um, as well as de- into like a, i mean i won't get into all like the tactical minutia, but yeah uh, it, it is it is something pretty cool so it is cool so you can actually put in your development plans into your squad. Uh, you can also monitor match sharpness and active training, and get more insight into your squad's performance levels, um, which will indicate how likely your players are to perform in the most crucial moments during the course of a game. Uh, so you can monitor the, those kind of stats there. Uh, you can also schedule plan, uh, which means that you can you, know, you can actually like um, you have more insight into I guess your tra- your training schedule for your team with new activity uh, activity management system is what it's, is what it's indicating here. You can decide when to train, when to rest during the week. As you balance your player's sharpness, you kind of get that already because you can kind of see you know, the player's um, like health level or their stamina recovery level. Uh, so you kind of get a little bit of that already, but it looks like they're going more in-depth into that. Um, one big thing, uh, actually two big things that they're updating and uh, improving uh, from previous FIFA releases. Uh, first one being overhauled opposition AI. Um, that was a big thing that EA got hit over the head with. Um, uh, on FIFA 20, it was released fairly broken, and a lot of complaints early on were that uh, were that large teams, um, like say I was playing as Liverpool against Manchester City, who are a bunch of losers. Uh, Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, So, so so say I was playing as Liverpool against Manchester City. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, if I'm in career mode, I would say okay this is a rivalry game this is a crucial game in my season I'm gonna play my strongest lineup well the computer the opposition AI might field entirely the weakest lineup that they possibly could which makes it no fun for me because I really want to smash the crap out of those morons right right <laughs> um, so they're I guess they're basically improving the AI and approaching matches with intelligence in both attack and defense as well as player selection so uh, EA is gonna put more attention into that to make it more dynamic and I guess um, difficult game for you, yeah. To try to like counter your your <laughs> tactics, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then also one other thing here: uh, transfer options. Um, I know I previously talked about my youth scout system that I have in FIFA 20. Um, you do have also the option of purchasing players, obviously, um, which are, which are called transfers in the game. Um, now, uh, in previous times you could do loans where you can loan a player for half a season, one season, two seasons, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now you have options like, um, that are more realistic, like a, a loan to buy option, um, for on future transfers, uh, to secure new talent. So you don't have to pay the upfront transfer fee mm-hmm. for the whole purchase. You can just loan in the player and pay, pay their wages, and then also agree to a, a, I guess, a purchase option in the future. So there's going to be more, right. there's going to be more realism added to that aspect as well as I guess um, just in transfers overall. It seems so that's going to be a pretty exciting update. Mm-hmm. Uh, so FIFA 21 looks pretty great. Looks like they're overhauling a lot of different things here, which uh, to a degree annoys me a little bit because uh, it seems like they're they're they've revamped or redone their penalty taking and free kick um, controls. The last three or four iterations of FIFA, um, so you have to kind of relearn how to do the penalties. You have to right. relearn how to do free kicks because they're trying to make it more and more realistic. I thought that they did a fairly decent job this time around, but EA just pick something and, right. and stick to it. Right. Okay? Well,
1: hopefully that hopefully the the new revamping uh, of that system that they're talking about is just a polish. Of the of the uh, the current one, and, and maybe not just a complete overhaul. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that that was what what was happening with a lot of uh, Madden NBA games uh, back in like. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I mean, they they would always be completely different with with how the game handles and and how there's
0: like the the different mechanics in the game and stuff like that. And a lot of people didn't like that. So, mm-hmm. um, well, they they are doing uh, what, what I like most about what what they've shown us so far in the trailers is that they've really done a very good job at at doing facial scanning and modeling of the players. Um, and they've also uh, in in FIFA. Is good about this year over year with EA's design of the game, but they're they're using a lot more lifelike patterns of ball movement, of right. player movement, how things operate in game. So yeah, it looks like they're 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 going in good directions here. I'm excited to see what happens with FIFA 21. Yeah, uh, so we'll see what happens
1: there. We shall, we shall see. Yes. So,
0: sorry to sidetrack you, though. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I just got excited.
1: Yeah, That's for all. sure, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So, so kind of another big, uh, news story here. Uh, this one comes from New York Times, uh, writer Jack Nikas, Kellen Browning, and Aaron Griffith. So this actually has three authors on the article. That's goodness. Yeah. Uh, headline says, Fortnite creator sues Apple and Google after ban from app stores. So, hmm. yeah. So this was a, a real big thing that came out, uh, at the end of this last week. I think it started, uh. Yeah, on Thursday. Uh, so I'll just read this uh, Read this little cut right here. Uh, the fight began on Thursday morning with a clear provocation. Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite, started encouraging Fortnite's mobile app users uh, to pay it directly through the app rather than through Apple or Google's uh, store. So the, mm-hmm. the App Store or Google Play. Um, The companies require that they handle all such app payments, uh, that being Apple and Google, so they can collect a 30% commission, a policy that has been at the center of antitrust complaints against the companies. Um, ah. Yeah. Uh, hours later, Apple responded, removing the Fortnite app from its App Store. Uh, <laughs> uh, Apple responded Epic enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines. We will make every effort to work with Epic to resolve these violations, so they can return Fortnite to the App Store. Well, uh, then, yeah. So, uh, Google, Apple, uh, Epic Games, uh, y'all need to calm down. Everyone needs to calm down. A hundred percent. I mean, these are these are three of the of the biggest. Uh, I, I mean, whether you want to consider Apple or Google a gaming studio, I, I wouldn't call them a gaming studio, but they're definitely they have their foot in the gaming industry for sure. Yeah. Um, so this is this is kind of crazy. Uh, this might, uh, you know, kind of uh, kind of give us an idea of how App Store uh, purchases for for games will will be in the future, whether it be on Apple or Google. Um, Fortnite is basically saying that uh, basically what they did here was they enabled a feature in the app that uh, enabled their users to pay Fortnite and, and uh, or to pay Epic Games directly uh, for in app purchases, since Fortnite is a is a free game after all. Um, it so all of that will just basically bypass the Google Play Store and the App Store uh which in turn bypasses Fort, uh Epic Games from having to give uh Apple and Google a cut of those profits and uh you know Google and Apple being very large successful companies they're obviously after the money clearly no i mean obviously i mean <laughs> no no one's shocked by that um and and so yeah, they uh, they took Fortnite off the App Store, and then Epic Games then sued Apple and Google. So uh, this is a very new story. Uh, we don't really know where this is going to go necessarily. Um, I, I do think that this probably won't go very well for Epic Games. Uh, I, I believe just because Apple and Google are not going anywhere, they they are absolutely not going anywhere. They they mm. they're the two biggest. Uh, you know, phone manufacturers in the entire world. Hmm. Every single game that you buy on a phone, uh, in in America at least, comes from the App Store or from the Google Play Store, and I don't think that's changing personally. So I I really think that at the end of this, uh, Epic Games will probably just have to cut their losses and be like, "All right, I guess we'll play by your rules." Um, it it doesn't seem like they want to do that whatsoever. But I don't
0: really know what option they have here. They really don't have a choice. We'll develop'll we'll, we'll monitor the issue as it develops. I'm sure we'll definitely get more developments here in the future, but yes, I, I do agree with you here, Stephen.
1: Yeah, I mean, with this being such a such an important precedence that needs to be set, uh, I don't see this being like a speedy resolution. This is going to be something that's going to be dragged out for a very, very long time. <coughs> so, like Tanner said, we'll we'll keep you updated when we have more information there. Um, but for now, we just got three giant companies uh, throwing crap at each other, so we'll see how it goes. Indeed. <laughs> Speaking uh, of giant, Stephen. Yes, yes. Speaking of giant. <laughs> so, this is coming from Forbes.com writer Paul Tassi. Um why Call of Duty Warzone's glitch fix patch is 66 gigabytes on Xbox One. An
0: update. An, an update. An update is 66 is gigabytes. 66 gigs. What all comes with this 66 gigabyte update, Stephen? Because it seems like that is um, unnecessarily
1: large. Extremely. <laughs> extremely unnecessarily large. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand. Uh... Call of Duty and specifically Modern Warfare and their battle royale mode Warzone have already been getting tons of flack for how big the download of the game is. Um, it, like it, if you have just Warzone, it's 100 gigs. If you have just if you have Warzone and Modern Warfare, it's 190 gigs. Oh. And most PS4s have 500 gigs. Yeah, that's which a, that's a third of your that's over a third of your your memory space for one game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absolutely absolutely ridiculous. And it, like, I don't understand why the games are so big. Um, you, you know, some some other games. I, I mean, look at like the Last of Us Two. I mean, that's one of the one of the like most graphically intensive games of all time. And I think it was like sixty five gigs or something like that. Um. I really don't understand why these games are so big. Now they, they do run like a season uh structure on, on Warzone. So mm. uh every season there's like there's new operators and new weapons, uh some new maps maybe and things like that. But like that's not that's not sixty six gigs. Right. Now the, the Xbox One uh thing it, it's not exactly what it seems on the surface. Uh, apparently, there's a glitch within Xbox's system where um, you basically, with this new update, you have to re-download files that you already have. Hmm. Um, and, and so the the actual update itself is only around a gig, maybe two gigs, uh, but you have to re-download almost 65 gigs of files that you already have. And yes, that's a problem. Yes, it's hmm. a, Yes, it's a glitch that needs to be fixed, but also at the same time, why is there sixty-five extra gigs of data that you need to put into this game? Like I feel like I feel like another developer would be able to make this same game much smaller.
0: I agree, Steven. Yeah. It it, it seems very unnecessary for the game to be that large. Yeah. Like I, Ghost of Tsushima, the whole entire game, took up maybe thirty-five gigs of, of, of storage on my uh, on my PS4. Yeah. Sixty-six <sighs> That's almost, almost two ghosts of Tsushima, uh, Tsushima's right there. And that's only like a
1: third of how big the game actually is. It's almost 200 gigs. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy to me. And uh, even look at games like Destiny. Like, Destiny's a very big game. I, I think it takes probably about 90 to 100 gigs uh, to download. But I can see that with Destiny. Right. I, I can see what is actually going into the game to make it actually be that file size with, with call of duty. It's like, dude, it's a, it's a multiplayer shooter, right? Like I get it, man. I just don't understand it whatsoever. (laughs) Now I'm not a developer. Obviously I don't, I don't, uh, you know, understand video game systems on a fundamental level, but
0: like, man. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's insane. um, Two more big pieces of news, and then we're gonna we're gonna leave you guys alone for the for the week. <laughs> um, uh, some news coming out uh, regarding uh, the PS5 here, mm-hmm. and developers reportedly having frame rate issues. Um, is that is that right, Stephen? Yeah. Um, so th- this was another news story
1: that kind of came out towards the middle of the week. Um, right right here, I have an article from Games Radar Plus. Uh, headline says: New PS5 rumors suggest next gen console. "Quote unquote struggles with 4K resolution over Xbox Series X." Uh, yeah, so this is from a a, a gaming insider um, named. Let's see here, what's this guy's name? <laughs> Oh, I can't. I can't find it. Uh, well, it was a, a Twitter post uh, from a, a guy that has leaked um, things in the past and have been correct. So it, he does have a little bit of validity in, in terms of uh, leaking things or, or saying, uh, you know, things that haven't been announced yet. Um, so basically, he's saying that uh, the the developers for PS5 that are working on games are, are having a lot of troubles with uh, frame rate. And uh, not being able to hit a what's called true 4K or native 4K uh, on their games, and, and basically saying that Xbox Series X is not having those same issues. Um, look, yeah, I want PSV PS5 news as much as the next guy, right? But they haven't really told us anything, and. I don't. I don't necessarily think that we should put a lot of weight in rumors necessarily. Um, here, because here's the thing: the console's not out yet. It, it's it's not out yet at all. Yes. Um, and yes, there's people developing for it, uh, and, and there's people that that have played games on it uh, for sure by now. But it, it's not out yet. And, and let's kind of reserve some of these uh, some of these criticisms until it's actually out, and we can all get our hands on it and actually feel. Uh, you know, how the game feels and see what it looks like. Uh, I don't know. The rumors are uh, a tricky subject, a very tricky subject. If you'll recall, when the PS3 came out, um, th- think about all those uh, cross-platform games like Assassin's Creed uh, that would come out on PS3 and Xbox 360. On uh, 360, it looked great, looked great, ran great, no problems. On uh, PS3, it looked like crap and ran like crap, and <laughs> the reason for that was the the cell process cell processor that the PS3 had. Uh, it's a very it requires a, a very. Uh, I don't know. Very expert hand, I guess, to to know how to develop on that cell processor. Uh, it's a it's a one of a kind thing, from what I've heard. Uh, but then look at the the end of the PS3's life cycle yeah. with with The Last of Us. I mean, that's a game that that would not, in my personal opinion, would not be possible on an Xbox 360. So here, like, all I'm saying is is let's let's reserve these criticisms until we can actually play it and actually turn it on and feel it and see it in our hands. I I don't I don't want to just be like oh the Xbox Series X is more powerful and the PS5 sucks because look the Series X is more powerful yeah by spec.
0: Yeah, b- you know, both consoles are going to have their their strong points. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's just a matter of. Uh, well, I'm sure that that other developments will happen over time where you where where you'll be able to have a game on PlayStation that looks just as good as it would be on Xbox. It used to be used to be PlayStation games. You know, used to be like the cutting edge in terms of right. visuals. Right. Um. I, I really don't see the PS five and the Xbox being that far apart. I really don't either. Personally.
1: Uh, I I do think, uh, I do think a lot of people are thinking that, uh, the Xbox is going to make a a really huge comeback here. Um, which to a certain degree, I do think they will. I just think it's, it's going to be very even. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's not to the point like the, when the PS four and Xbox one launched where, you know, after we saw that, that Xbox press conference, uh, at EA, and then the next day we saw the PS4 uh, press conference. Uh, it, it was the the writing was on the walls there. It's like, oh, Sony's gonna yeah. Sony's gonna demolish the, this console generation. But now it, it's very very even, mm. uh, and, and I think that's I think that's what we're gonna see once these consoles start coming out and the games start coming out. It, it's gonna be a very even
0: generation, I think. Indeed, Steven. Yeah, which is great for everybody because that I mean, competition's good. Well, and, and uh, our, our last bit of news here, it seems, is going to be kind of tied in with uh, with another, uh, I guess, joy of ours, uh, comic books here, yes. Stephen. Yes, indeed. Uh, last little bit of news here comes to us from GameSpot.com
1: writer James O'Connor. Uh, headline says, Suicide Squad and rumored Gotham Knights game being revealed at DC FanDome. Uh, it's a terrible name, DC <laughs> FanDome. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely awful. Indeed. Um, but anyways, uh, so... WB did uh, release a, a little teaser on Twitter, uh, basically announcing a Suicide Squad game uh, that will be coming out. I'm assuming the, they'll show it at DC Fandome. Uh, so that'll be cool. Um, the, the movie is garbage. Uh, <laughs> the movie is very, very bad. I'm sorry if you, if you enjoyed that movie. Um, I don't mean anything against you personally but that movie's trash. Steven's actually attacking you personally. I'm, I'm attacking was, you just, personally. He just doesn't want to tell you. Don't like the things that you like. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> but I am excited about this game specifically because it's being made by Rocksteady. And Rocksteady's is the people that have uh, made all of the Arkham games. So Arkham Asylum City and mm-hmm. Night. Uh, which all three of those games are either a 9 or a 10 depending on uh, you wow. know which one you're talking. At least in my opinion, obviously. Um, Everything I say on here is opinion. It's not, like, fact, you know? (laughs) It is Um, a fact. (laughs) Steven's not wanting to tell you this, but it it is a fact (laughs) what he's telling you. Well, it is a fact that those games are good. Hmm. Uh, It's up to you on whether they're great, I I would say. Um, But the Suicide Squad game should be good because it's rock steady. It might not be great.
0: It might not be amazing,
1: but it should be good.
0: Will it have the same kind of capabilities that we've seen in games in recent years, or or is there any indication that it might have, like, a multi- Character kind of facet to it, where you could play as you know the multiple different characters within the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't seen a lot about it, to be honest. Uh, They haven't really said a lot about
1: it uh, outside of that teaser. Um, But i I would. I would guess. I would hope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't have a Suicide Squad game and then only be able to play as Harley Quinn
0: or, or Killer mm-hmm. Croc or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Any involvement uh, from the Joker or Batman uh, is that is that slated here for the game? Possibly.
1: Possibly. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, like I said, they haven't really said too much about it. Uh, but DC Fandom does take place on August twenty second, so we should hear. Uh, a considerable more uh, about this game uh, going forward. It's also rumored that there is a second game coming from Warner Brothers, uh, also from Rocksteady. Wow. Um, And the the rumor is that it's a new Batman title.
0: Oh, so we'll be getting a new Batman. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. A new Batman. A new new Batman game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same Uh, bat time, though. uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely steven <laughs> oh goodness
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm super pumped for it uh i love all the batman games even though batman like as a concept as a superhero is not my favorite superhero the games themselves are mwah, they're they're super super good <laughs> so I, I mean if we have another batman game like that and even a suicide squad game in that same vein hmm. sign me up i'm all about it oh well, there we go I'm all
0: about it well that's fantastic news steven well, guys, we've given you nearly four and a half hours worth of content this week. Yes, I think it's I think it's high time for Steve and I to take a break. Uh, but we will see you guys again on Monday with Headlock Talk and more wrestling news. We'll be covering uh, SummerSlam next week. Woohoo! Uh, so. Uh... Get excited, Tanner. Get excited. I'm getting pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll be covering SummerSlam weekend. uh, And then, of course, all your gaming news again next Friday on the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. And then don't forget about the Tanner and Steven Variety Show, where we will have... More than likely, more nonsense to talk about. News and nonsense. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, for all of your Headlock Talk radio needs, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, and in addition to that, you can follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Go ahead and hit that follow button. I'll follow you back. It's a whole thing. I mean, we'll play tag. Oh, We'll go meet somewhere. Uh, maybe get some ice cream. And and then I'll go home, and then you know, reminisce on the rest of the day. Exactly. (laughs) That sounds like a fun time. (laughs) It's it's very wholesome. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, as far as things that Headlock Talk can do for you, we've got a Headlock Talk promo code. It's promo code HLT10, and you can use that at NaturallyHemp's.com for all of your CBD needs. Naturally Hemp's is a premier CBD manufacturer and producer of all things CBD, whether you're looking for sublinguals, gummies, uh, lotions, bombs, or anything else for that matter. Uh, Naturally Hemp's has your back for that. Uh, I know I use it for, um, for post-workout recovery and mm-hmm. the occasional headache. Uh, Steven, I know you've made great use of it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, definitely recommend going to NaturallyHemps.com for all of your CBD needs and using promo code HLT10, where you get 10% off on your order. And that offer never expires. That means you can go to NaturallyHemps.com, place an order on Monday, place another order on Friday, and still use promo code HLT10. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to get 10% off every time that you use it. Uh, so, yes, Headlock Talk. Definitely happy to give you that 10% off there. Yes, indeed. Uh, they've also got NaturallyPureSanitizer.com, which covers all of your hand sanitizer needs as well. We know how important it is to keep our hands clean at this crazy time in the world. Uh, so, again, buy a good stock of your uh, your favorite hand sanitizer at NaturallyPureSanitizer.com and use promo code HLT10 there as well to get 10% off on your order. Again, that offer never expires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, folks, if you were a vapor and in need of e-liquid, Headlock Talk uh, has your back with that, too. Again, promo code HLT10 uh, for uh, all of your e-liquid purchases there. They've got flavors from tobacco, menthol, all the way through fruit flavors, candy flavors, and even cereal flavors. Mm-hmm. So check those out there, folks. It's a good time. Uh, use promo code HLT10 at checkout. You get 10% off on your order there, too. Uh, And just to kind of show you what Headlock Talk can do for you, go to our pinned tweet this week. Like and retweet it and follow Headlock Talk. We're giving away a CBD and face mask bundle pack. Uh, So, uh, yeah, you got all sorts of goodies there. Mm -hmm. We'll be picking out two winners. So, again, you need to like and retweet our pinned tweet in order to enter uh, for a chance to win. And follow us again uh, at Headlock Talk on Twitter. So, good times there. Great memories. Great memories, indeed. Mm-hmm. We'll be announcing the winners of the giveaway on the next week's show. Uh, but other than that, Stephen, is there anything else that you can think of? I think it's everything, man. Yeah, we got it covered. Sweet, man. Well, what a day it's been. <laughs> I'm glad that we could get this all out to you guys. And uh, I'm, of course, the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt. Right across me here is the rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. Y'all have yourselves a great rest of the day. Lady, y'all. bye, bye.
1: For the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com KeepStock to learn more. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Zenni's Blox lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.